Hey there, this is Devin from Legal Eagle. You're smart. And I know that you're smart because you're listening to this podcast. But if you want even more incredible, educational-ish content from me and my friends, then you've got to get Nebula. Because in addition to offering tons of terrific podcasts ad-free, Nebula is a place where my friends and I get to release tons of experimental and exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Plus, all of my videos are ad-free. Just head to watchnebula.com slash radio to sign up now. At President Trump's inauguration, he spoke of American carnage. Well... He delivered. There is apparently nothing that President Trump cannot defile. As you probably know, a right-wing Trump-supporting violent mob breached the U.S. Capitol. They broke windows, they blew past police, and they stormed both chambers of Congress. They wore American flags and were apparently incapable of irony. I remember I visited Congress when I was in high school. The Capitol is a building that oozes history. And unfortunately, we are witnessing a history of a different kind. In the Civil War, the Confederates only made it as far as Fort Sumner. Yet today, a Confederate flag flew inside the U.S. Capitol. And today, rioters lowered the American flag to instead fly a Trump flag. And throughout it all, like Nero playing his fiddle while Rome burned, Trump sat back and watched cable news. And apparently Trump actually basks in this mayhem, saying on Twitter, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. In reality, this is the most direct attack on our capital since 1814. And... They have delayed the certification of our democratic process. It's hard for me to even think of a worse scenario for our democracy. The president and his supporters have made the United States a laughingstock. Now, I'll compile my thoughts into a full video on whether the president and his supporters have committed incitement, sedition, and treason. But apart from these legal technicalities... We know who is responsible for today. As the president was on his dais, he incited the mob. Going so far to say, We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Like a wannabe dictator, he said. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Similarly, the president's right-hand man, Rudy Giuliani, demanded trial by combat. Let's have trial by combat. By both incitement and omission, this president and his cronies are responsible for what happened today in one of the worst attacks on both our democracy and the physical buildings that are the manifestation of our government, which are not always the same thing. But today, life imitates art, and they did their damnedest to attack both the idea of our democracy and our democracy itself. 
The president failed to deploy the National Guard or properly defend the Capitol, both before the mob arrived and long after it started to attack the Capitol. There's right now talk of implementing the 25th Amendment as if his feckless cabinet members would actually do it. But even if they would, that's too good for him. If one thing is certain today, it's that the president, Donald Trump, needs to be impeached and removed. And I can't help but draw an analogy to what happened just a few months ago in Lafayette Square. You might recall that the president attacked unarmed peaceful protesters in a public street just so he could get a cynical photo op in front of a church and hold a Bible upside down. He was willing to employ every military officer, every federal employee with a gun to move aside these people exercising their First Amendment rights so that he could get a photo op. And it turns out, and I have to admit, I did not see this one coming, that you can abuse the National Guard and the military and the police by deploying them and also by withholding them, which is what the president did today. In the face of a violent mob that was armed to the teeth, the president turned a blind eye. I'm not talking about the people who are protesting in the mall. Fine, that's your right. We're allowed to disagree with each other. But as they turned their ire that was stoked by the president himself, the president was okay with it because they were on his team. And there's a famous photo of troops at the Lincoln Memorial in the summertime uh, wearing full fatigues, prepared for just about anything. But that wasn't the case today. On the day that Congress was supposed to certify the results of the election. Because these rioters were on the president's team. They were loved by the president. Even as they destroyed the government, he loved them. And apart from the complete lack of preparation, there were conflicting reports about the National Guard being deployed at the request of the mayor of DC, and that it's possible that the Department of Defense refused to allow the DC National Guard to protect the Capitol after it was under siege. Eventually, the National Guard from other states were deployed, but it's indisputable that even they weren't deployed except after extreme delay. This would be comical if it wasn't so sad and terrifying. It's the stuff of B-movie schlock like White House Down, the kind of thing that's popcorn fodder because it's so hilariously impossible. And yet today, in America, it happened. It didn't take a foreign military to invade. It took Donald Trump's incompetence and venality. We're going to have to have a full investigation as to how a moderately sized crowd could breach the American Capitol. But at the moment, video appears to show that it's possible that Capitol or Metropolitan Police were complicit in this mob and allowed rioters through towards the Capitol. And eventually, once the mob breached the Capitol doors, some of the cops were taking selfies with these terrorists. And don't tell me that the Capitol Police are incapable of arresting people. I've seen Capitol Police arrest disabled peaceful protesters before and drag them out by their crutches. And nationally, 14,000 people were arrested during the George Floyd protests. It seems impossible, but two incendiary devices, probably pipe bombs, were brought to the Capitol. Many of these people were armed. However many arrests happen today, it's not enough. 
And let's not forget the senators and congresspeople who promoted this fantasy and engaged in these conspiracy theories because they thought it was politically expedient. They forgot that words have consequences. Senators like Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, Kelly Leffler, James Lankford, David Perdue, Steve Daines, John Kennedy, Marsha Blackburn, Mike Braun, Cynthia Loomis, Roger Marshall, Bill Haggerty, and Tommy Tuberville. Thankfully, some of those people are no longer senators and good riddance. As my friends at Crew put it, Trump loaded the gun and Congress pulled the trigger. Remarkably, some of these very senators, like Senators Hawley and Cruz, have actually been fundraising during the insurrection. As the mob reportedly rushed the two chambers of Congress, Senator Romney reportedly excoriated Senator Cruz, saying this was his responsibility, that he brought this insurrection on. And he's right. I was watching the floor debate this afternoon. In his objection on the floor of the Senate, Senator Cruz cited statistics about a large number of Americans who believed in this ridiculous conspiracy theory. I understand your concerns, but I urge you to pause and think, what does it say to the nearly half the country that believes this election was rigged if we vote not even to consider the claims of illegality and fraud in this election? Which is ironic because a large number of people believe it because people like him promoted the ridiculous conspiracy theory. Now, Cruz, always a cynical politician, implied he didn't believe it and didn't think that we should change the outcome of the election, but said we should at least engage in these objections. We're just asking questions. We can't tell them to jump in a lake. Well, with absolutely zero respect, Senator Cruz, these people can jump in a lake and never come back. Rioters stormed the state house in Michigan, tried to kidnap the governor and invaded the governor's house in Kentucky. All the while, certain Republicans continued to fan the flames. And in the face of an impeachment, perhaps a stronger case than in Watergate, they still played politics. At one point, President Trump in the debate famously said, with regard to the racist organization, the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Proud, Proud Boys. Boys. Stand back and stand by. Well, they did until today. And to those of you who voted for these politicians, you knew damn well that they were snakes when you let them in. And all while this insurrection was happening, the president made it worse, saying, We love you. You're very special. Even as they are literally trying to bring down the government he can't help but praise them because he thinks they're on his team. His attempts to disarm these people via tweet or video were so laughably pathetic that Twitter suspended the president's account because they were worried it was doing more harm than good, which is probably exactly what the president wants. He's not going to be president in 14 days, so let it all burn. If we've learned anything from this whole affair, it's that we absolutely have to impeach President Trump again remove him from office and prevent him from taking any office again. This is a man who cannot hold power. There are 14 days left in this presidency and that's far, far too long. Who knows what kind of damage that he can do in that time. And the 25th amendment frankly is too good for this man. At the very least, we can't let him pardon the traitors who invaded the US Capitol, let alone all of his cronies who have done untold number of illegal and immoral things. 
on the, on the campaign trail, President Trump said, what do you have to lose? Well, it turns out everything, but we are stronger than this small man. We are stronger than this pathetic mob. Members of Congress are working through the night to certify the election. And that's amazing. We already voted. We sent Donald Trump packing and good riddance. We're going to rebuild the Capitol. It's just a building. And this is the last pathetic gasp of the failed experiment of Trumpism. And again, good riddance. And thank you for showing the world just how pathetic your movement is, how willing to engage in violence you are, how all of your criticisms were in bad faith and how you are the worst of all of us, how deplorable you are. Your movement will die an ignominious death. And let this be a lesson. Being a patriot doesn't mean wearing an American flag. It means standing up for our institutions and fighting conspiracy theories. So let's unmask these traitors. Let's ridicule them. Let's arrest them. And let's start with the one that currently lives at 1600 Pennsylvania. Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone, trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad, but it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash radio. You can get access to all of our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping to support us make even more amazing content. So before you go, check out watchnebula.com slash radio to support this channel and this podcast directly.